What's up, Bold Ones? Welcome to the Cold Ones and Bold Ones podcast. We have Ryan and Christian on the mic here. We are so excited because this upcoming Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, so we have so much to get into. I'd say we almost have too much to get into. If you look at the entire slate, or not even a slate anymore, it's just the game. The game that transcends all football that everyone dreams about when they're a young kid. I know personally, I always pretend to be quarterback for usually the Dallas Cowboys. I'll admit that at the time. Uh, I was a horrible Dallas Cowboy fan, pretending to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Last second drive, going down, throwing to Des Bryant, getting the job done. Um, obviously, that never worked out, mainly because Des nope. Bryant had to retire. Not my fault. What's on Des? Um, but for the most and the part, the Cowboys I'd, will never be in that game either. If I was quarterback, there's a chance they could be. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, it hasn't been proved, disproved yet. No, it's not. I'd say the same about myself. I mean, I've been able to do it in Madden franchise mode. So, yeah, I mean, I'd really like would eventually like to see some NFL franchise just give over the keys to the best Madden player in the world. Like, and this Madden player just like doing different <laughs> crazy random bullshit. Like, it's like Moneyball, but like football. Yeah. And he's like, this guy right here, he has 99 acceleration, 99 speed. <laughs> Put him at free safety. He'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, see, I think the hard part about that is there's no overall stamp on actual people like there is in Madden or other sports video games. So that's kind of where the, the difficulty lies. Uh, I mean, I'd say there's like, there's not something you can look on like an actual, but if you actually know football, it's yeah. overall. But even then, you know, so many rookie quarterbacks miss, so many rookie wide yeah. receivers miss. It's kind of one of those things like, does anyone really know <laughs> what they're doing? No, like right now I'm in my job. I'm kind of, I kind of have an idea what I'm doing in my job. I imagine mm-hmm. you're, maybe you're probably killing it though, knowing you, but just I feel a like a, a large majority of the population out there is kind of confused by what they do every day. And you can't tell me there's not GMs, coaches and other, maybe even football players who are just kind of like, how did I get here? Yeah. I mean, they, they've definitely finessed their way into a lot of money. I'll say that. Now, those jobs aren't very secure, but, man, are they lucrative. I mean, I'll, I'll take a buyout. And I, I won't mm. coach, but I'll take a $10 million buyout to not coach Michigan. Yeah. Wouldn't be bad. You get paid to coach against the team. So, that's, that's American professional sports for you. No, if I had to take one job, and I, like, I was forced to take one job in college football, now stay with me here. I would become the head coach at the University of Texas because I know I would do a horrible job. <laughs> I would set that program back a good five, maybe 25 years with just how shitty I am. Yeah, and then you get the big buyout afterward. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's the perfect play. Like, I'll, I, maybe with like the talent from the previous coach alone, I win maybe six games the first year, maybe five <laughs> the next year. Like, but... I'll send him back. I'll do. I'll do it. Then I get that huge buyout out of my, my third year when I after two horrible years or two average years, really. I'll take that. Like I, I'll be the coach at the University of Texas. Yeah, they're quick to let you go, but they are definitely quick to give you a big contract right at the start. So you ride off into the sunset with that big donor money, and you'll be oh, good yeah. to go. I think there's bad, so. there's some joke because oil is starting to get pricey again. All the stocks yeah. for oil are going up. 
and everyone's basically yeah. wondering which Texas school is about to fire their head coach. So yeah, well, I saw that joke with all the A and M recruits. They just got the highest rated recruiting class in college football history. It's like there's no coincidence that the oil prices go way up with NIL and this happens. I mean, you're going to a cult that has yeah. oil. That's that's pretty desirable, especially yeah. if you're young and you're looking for money. Oh, a, cult, totally. a money a money cult like AM has right now, especially these last couple of years before Texas joins the SEC, they need to make their mark before it's too Definitely. late. Definitely. Definitely. It probably still won't work out anyways, because it's AM. But I mean, a good year for AM is finishing second or third in the West. That's a good year. Have they even finished second or third? Well, I know they haven't finished second. I think I think they finished third or so before. I'm, I don't follow yeah, it up. Maybe football. the Manziel year, maybe the yeah. Heisman year. But who knows? But yeah. that's enough little quick banter to get into it. I'm really wondering because it's been a while since we've actually talked. That what is your newest cold one, Christian? You always have the best ones. Yeah, my newest cold one. This isn't really new. I haven't used it before on this show, but in honor of a Dallas native quarterback starting in this year's Super Bowl. I'm going to have to go with the deep LM Dallas blonde mm. in honor of Matt Stafford, who I guess is Stafford blonde guy. He's always I like, mean, sometimes his hair looks pretty light. Maybe he's on the coast in LA. I don't know. I mean, his wife's a blonde, so I'd say yeah. he's probably a yeah. blonde guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, got to go the deep LM Dallas blonde there in honor of Matthew Stafford. Mine's mm, a little bit different. Um, I did have a beer. I'm getting getting back into the whole alcohol <laughs> regime. Um, mine is an espresso martini. I know what you're thinking. Ryan's a cocktail guy. Yes, mm-hmm. I am a cocktail guy. If you can probably tell it from the way I talk, my voice, the few of you who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, the way I dress, you're like, that guy prefers mm-hmm. a cocktail over beer. Like there's a certain aura to a cocktail guy. And I feel like I give that off. But no, even better because do you know what an espresso martini is? Someone who drinks fancy coffee but likes to drink as well. Yeah, okay, that's true. So yeah. it's like it's a it's a equal parts espresso, Kahlua, and vodka. But I, I dabble mine up a little bit. I usually shake it, or you can stir it, but I shake yeah. it. Um, and you get a yeah, nice little stir it. you get a little foam on top, like a nice little residual foam from the espresso and Kahlua. But I go over the top. I do a sweet cream foam on top of my espresso martini and let me tell you that just it transcends it it is maybe it's heresy to some people out there but i believe it changes the drink completely how long does it take you to make that uh, it doesn't take too long i have a foamer myself so i just okay. throw my automatic foamer turn that on start shaking shake shake that bad boy maybe 10 times strain it throw some ice cubes in there put my foam on top go to town yeah, see, I've always wanted to try one of those. I've still never tried that drink before. I see them all the time, and they look absolutely wonderful. The only thing is I know if, every time I go to one of those places that serves that drink, I'm always there at night. And if I drink one of those at night, I know I'm not going to sleep that night. Oh, well, I mean, come so, on. If you're out partying, you don't want to go to sleep anyway. I, I would say only have one. I'm old now, man. I just turned 25. <laughs> I go to bed before midnight every night. I don't care if it's a Saturday or whatever day it is. What? How about your mother? Nothing good happens after midnight. Is two a.m. Oh, two a.m. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll I don't live up in New York. So, yeah. No, I can't stay up that late anymore. And every time I do, I'd live to regret it big time the next day. So, so on oh, no. special occasions only. I'm just saying, like next time, go out a little bit earlier. First drink, espresso <laughs> martini. 
they probably won't do cold foam for you. Yeah. So you won't probably not. You'll be a pagan, a peasant, unlike me. <laughs> yeah, those cheap bastards. Yeah, those cheap bastards. And then you can go from there. But you going from there as well, espresso martinis, the last time I had one, in fact, was when we beat UT. So I think it's time to okay. get to tech news. Yeah. Tech news. So a week ago today, we are recording on Tuesday, February 8th. So last Tuesday, we straight up kicked their ass. I mean, for those who are living under a rock, we avenged the Chris Beard leaving. We showed who the real fan base, who the real best fan base in Texas is, and who the real best program in Texas is. This was a huge win for all of us. This was personal. Uh, I, all of us just were so invested into this game. I don't think UT realized what was going to happen. Uh, I know we were talking a lot of shit on Twitter. Just all of Red Raider Twitter was going after UT, and they were acting like they didn't care, and they didn't even know who we are. And honestly, before this game, they probably really weren't paying any attention to us at all at least to the level that we were paying attention to them. But you can tell by the way they're reacting and the way that they actually filled their stadium against Kansas and the way that they're in all of our mentions now. I think they were legitimately embarrassed by that game, just everything about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think you're right. Yeah. It, it wasn't just a punch in the face. Like yeah. Sometimes it was a – and you put it perfectly. It was a complete and utter embarrassment by them. Don't let this score fool you, people. The score that fi- the final score was a lot closer than it should have been. Outside what Askew and Carr, Texas was shut down. Carr made some incredibly tough shots that probably if he took again, they would not fall. Yeah. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders, the home court advantage, everything just, I mean, to quote a certain someone who's not here, that sweet <laughs> Mark Adams twang just saltered into the night yeah i think the final result of the game is what they're least embarrassed about i think it has to do with the fact that before the season the national media was loving them and hating on us and now the role has been completely reversed which is crazy for texas tech in any sport to be getting national media love even more so than that school in austin that always gets the media love no matter how good or bad they are oh yeah i think what right uh, now they're 20 and we're nine the recent, the recent rankings yeah. just came out yeah they're gonna move up though since they just beat number five kansas so they're, yeah. they're gonna move up into the teens and they deserve to be so they're definitely a, a good team but yeah just their fan base they're, we're clearly on their radar now and they're clearly paying attention to us and they're clearly jealous of us which is really funny to see that yeah, it's, it's definitely a switch of pace. And I think yeah. Beard, I don't know how much he's doing behind the scenes. I think the game didn't mean more to him than he was willing to let on. And I think kind of getting his teeth getting curb stomped um, definitely hurt. And the, just the reaction by Texas and how they've mm-hmm. kind of woken up. I don't know if we've woken up a beast or a monster or whatever. I'm, I'll say I'm frightened because I think Mark yeah. Adams has continued to be great. Right, but I think, I, I think this basketball rivalry, I'm very upset that it's moving, mm. that Texas is leaving. Yeah. This one is memory becomes real. Yeah. Now, there were some UT fans who were saying some nice things about us, though, before the game started. They're like, honestly, if we could bring anybody out of the Big 12 to the SEC with us, it'd be you guys, just because you guys are such a chaotic, crazy fan base, and it's just too funny to not have around. 
where everyone's Which, favorite yeah. crazy ex-girlfriend yep and because wherever we go the drama follows and boy do we have a lot of drama i mean that atmosphere in the usa and outside of raiderville is just second to none uh, we've been voted the best student section in all of college basketball and it, it shouldn't even be close um, the national media members who are there would all agree with that too. Like Jeff Goodman is saying he's never seen anything like this in his life. He's been to all sorts of crazy games all over the country. He's been to the big ones at Duke, Carolina, wherever else, New UCLA. I mean, some of the big time blue bloods, Allen Fieldhouse, you know, and United Supermarkets Arena is the number one spot right now. Yeah, so it kind of brings a question that we've had going back and forth for a while. I don't think we're a blue blood, um, but yeah. I think this this term is new blood. This new, new blood. For, this new form of basketball schools that are kind of coming up, um, coming through the ranks. Do you think we're we're like? Do you think we're kind of the head of the charge of the new bloods? Uh, we're definitely one of the ones in the conversation. I know Auburn is definitely in there as well, because they made the Final Four the same year we did, and they're they've been a great program since. So, but yeah, we were definitely leading the charge. Uh, it's great to see new programs like this and to see the fan base and the student body just kind of latch onto it. Because I remember getting there in freshman year, the last thing that was on my mind was tech basketball. I mean, getting wow. to school there is like, oh, it'd be cool to go see Kansas and they come into town, you know. And I, I went to a few games freshman year because we had a good team and I remember ranked Iowa State came into town and there was almost nobody in the stadium for that game. But or we all decided to go and we rolled up like halfway through the first quarter and we're able to sit in like the third row, you know, against a ranked opponent. And we ended up winning and got on the court because we beat a ranked opponent. And then we have number two OU who ended up making the final four that year with Buddy Heald as the star. And that was a full house just because we had beat a ranked team the week before. And I was like, oh, we might have something here. And I think it just speaks to the fact that Red Raiders just love winners. And I think we all have that underdog mentality where nobody respects us. Nobody takes us seriously. So when we good at, we get good at something, then we want to show that to the world and showcase to start our overall fandom for it. And that we have more support than anybody else. And I think that's showing with the level of success that we're having in the program. And the way that it's just moved up to where we're nationally relevant and consistently ranked in the top 10. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, the fact that Texas back basketball has come this far and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm bewildered right now. I'm stunned because this is like when Michael Jordan sent the facts or his flu game, he came, <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. Styers has joined. You bet your fat ass. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I wouldn't compare it to the flu game. Well, the real Michael Jordan hangover game. Where he yeah, got a mysterious <laughs> hangover from eating mysterious a pizza. hangover game, which brings us. Uh, no, I completely agree with Christian on that theory. That man did not have the flu; he was just hungover as shit. He didn't have food poisoning either. Nope, <laughs> nope, not at all. He expected me to believe like five guys delivering a pizza. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. no that that story is full of shit. Uh, that was the one lie on last dance. But no, um, much. Uh, much uh, to y'all's disbelief, I am here. I am alive. Um, service sucks at restaurants. I hate it, but here I am. I prevail. I live. What uh, restaurant were you yeah. at? 
just a small mom and pop joint. Oh, so you're gonna bash a local yeah. business? Wow, Styers, would it be a dick? You know what? Like everybody else got served but me, so I'm gonna stand by that. Maybe you're just being an asshole. They didn't like yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, wow. can't blame them. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I guess since Styers here, let's kick us off with, and I know you have opinions on this, so I'm glad you jumped in in time. How dirty was West Virginia this past game? Um, so I missed like the opening probably. Wow. Like- oh, you missed the opening? Yeah. yeah, we know you missed the opening. You weren't here. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, um, I missed like the lately. first like four minutes of game time in the Tech West Virginia game. So I missed the part the where part TJ. Yeah, I missed the worst part of it where TJ got hurt. Um, so, but I was really happy to see him come back out and put on that electric Euro stuff. Cause that told me homeboy's fine. Yeah. Um, that Adonis play dirty as shit. Like he was up in the air and the guy like, yeah, he got the clean block, but then he also pulled down on his arm through the block, like dirty as shit play. I mean, that's yeah, pretty just good. about as dirty as your sound quality there. Yeah, it was pretty good there, T-Pain. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I'm on cellular data, so... I, I love the commitment. Yeah, I, I do. I, 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 I love do. the commitment. The fact you're here, I love it. It's great. I, like, I, I'm, I'm honored that you're, you're using cellular, cellular data on us. Y'all are worth it. Y'all are worth it. <laughs> All right, so let's get past those games, you know, who cares what UT is doing? We beat their ass. Time next to the ga- next game. We kicked West Virginia in the crotch after they kicked us in the crotch a couple times, but we got the final ca- crotch kick. D- do we have an honest shot at the Big 12 title? What do you guys think? We're only a game um, back right now. Personally? On Kansas. And Kansas still has to go to Waco. Um, yeah, that- Kansas has one. They have we, one we're going to have to win out for in the sure. conference to play than we do. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to win out for sure. And but we're going to have to hope they lose one to even get a share of it. Um, that's going to be tough. It's definitely Kansas's to lose right now. And we still got to play some every road game. The Big 12 is tough. So, yeah, yeah. we got to play some road tough road games coming up. And especially that one in Austin, even though it's going to be mostly Red Raiders in there, the team's starting to get hot now. Yeah, so I believe Kansas still has to go to Baylor. They do. Um, we Baylor still has to come to Tech, at least yeah. that. Um, we still have both games against OU. Um, we still have both games against TCU. TCU is a sleeper Definitely. in the Big Twelve. Like they're actually they're actually really good. Um, yeah, and they always play well in Fort Worth as well. Even though we have a home crowd there too, but it's they're still going to play well there. Yeah. Um, so no, I, it's definitely big. Uh, Kansas's Big Twelve to lose. However, I have bought all the way in. I am so 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 ready to be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. What I about think- y'all? I completely agree. I think that Texas Tech is a good shot. The remaining schedule, here it is, at OU, TCU, Baylor at home, at Texas, which is going to probably be another electric game. 
Oh. Um, OU again at I'll TCU, be in attendance. at Kansas State, then at Oklahoma State. Don't forget we had to make up that Oklahoma State game that got yep. postponed. Um, I think that – I mean, I don't think – it's going to be hard to win out. It's going to be a challenge there. Um, beating Baylor twice is difficult, or I don't know if it is anymore because Baylor seemed, we kind of seem to crack the code for the whole Baylor system. Since we beat them, they've kind of been horseshit. So um, the one the one note on Baylor, they're injured. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're banged up. They're they're banged up, and that's part of the reason why they've been losing is because they haven't had a fully healthy roster uh, since right about the time we beat them. I know, I. But still. It's one that should be noted. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, but I mean, I think, I think best hope. I'm going to go shoot shoot from the hip. Hot. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to say it because I'll ruin it. Actually, no. Mortal lock. Texas Tech God. does not win the Big Twelve. God damn it, Ryan! Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. We're fine with that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Not gonna lie, you had me in the first half. Yeah. Oh, I got you there. Got you, got you. I got all you there. Uh, I do think that the Texas Tech keeps us up, though. I think we're potentially looking at for sure a three seed, maybe dabble into a two seed. Yeah, definitely. If we can move up into that two seed, we'll be playing those first two games in Fort Worth, the Dickies Arena, in the tournament. And I believe the next two rounds, so the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, will be played in San Antonio if we make it as a two seed. So it's going to be pretty good games to have, especially as a Texas team. Yeah. The Texas team. For sure. And Red Raider Nation travels better than any other fan base in the country, especially to in state games. There's all those remaining games just listed on our schedule, even the one in tomorrow night, Wednesday. Norman. I mean, that's two hour drive from DFW. It's going to be mostly red and black in there. Obviously, Fort Worth and Austin are going to be all red and black. So we traveled very well. Yeah. And I mean, like, we've already gotten through the toughest travel games, or at least the farthest travel games. So now we can actually show up to the yeah. remaining away games mm-hmm. decently well. I know a so lot it's of be them- electric. A lot of prominent alums, too, are buying a bunch of tickets at these road games and just giving them away to students. That's what you love to see. Yeah, like I saw some guy bought, like, 50 tickets to TCU at Fort Worth and has given them all away to Tech students, and they did the same thing with the Oklahoma State game. So they're just giving them all up. That TCU game in Fort Worth, cheapest tickets, 134 now. So that, that's obviously Red Raider Nation picking that one up. Not going to lie, I wish I was that rich just to buy random tickets to for college games yeah. and just give them away for free and not give two shits yeah. about it. I'm glad yeah, I bought my UT ticket at 100 because those have almost doubled in price since I got it. Damn. For like the cheapest in the house. Brian, you were going to say something? I'm just saying I wish that – and I'm not – maybe I'm just jealous um, – that the cult, like this culture is here now and we kind of missed out on it. Like we got the tail end of it, but just looking back all the way things are now, just like, man, it makes me, it makes me happy and sad at the same time. Oh, I think we got it better than just about anybody. We were there for the whole rise of everything, got to be on Broadway for the riot. I mean, oh, yeah. nobody can compare to that. See, that's why I'm sad because I literally graduated 
that December and was caught yeah. for so that. You should be should have should have been dumber. Should have been dumber. I really should have been dumber. <laughs> should have been a year younger than like me. But no, do we have any closing thoughts as far as Texas Tech towards the future? I mean, we we could do an OU pick them, but I think there's really no point in doing that because we all know who we're going to pick. Um, um, OU's been on a slide lately. Um, so with that, I got to hammer our boys. Yeah, it's, it's a tough game, tough road game, as any game is in the Big 12, but it, this is basically going to be a home game for Tech. We got them pretty easily, I think. For sure. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if I'm a jinx or a reverse jinx or what I am right now, so mm. I'm just not going to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the move. Yeah. So let's All go Red Raider Nation is respectful. Let's, let's get on to something that's kind of made me embarrassed because my mortal lock became probably one of the coldest takes ever, as cold as Antarctica, maybe as cold as Pluto. Let's move on to the mm. Super Bowl. As of now, we both know who's – we all know who's in the, who's there. It's the L.A. Rams, and it is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, surprise of the season. Surprise of the season. Even the Especially best around. Even the best analyzers would have argued that they would have made the playoffs. <laughs> um, it, is, it is what it is. Joe Burrow is a sexy man that proved me wrong, and his, his sexiness alone should have been the reason I should have picked them more often. But I guess just to get it bluntly, who you guys got? This is going to be a great matchup. The Rams are only favored by four here, and I think they should be favored. But And they, they definitely were pretty much expected to be in this game before the season even started. They were one of the preseason favorites to make it here. They had to be top three or top four in odds at least to make it to the Super Bowl out of the whole NFL. The Bengals, you cannot say the same thing about they're expected to be picking in like the top five this year and are expected to be very bad. And they're expected to be the bottom dweller of their division. They ended up winning their division. And they're also the surprise of the playoffs. They weren't expected to make it this far either. Most people probably expected them to lose to Tennessee in the divisional round. Yeah. Um, to the number one seed Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry returning. But they've made it this far. They go on the road to Kansas City and win the AFC Championship. Um, so this Cincinnati team, they are live, and they can very well win this. Joe Burrow is playing at an all-time level. He's just too sexy for us all. I mean, this, this kid is just – he can do no wrong right now. But this Rams team is also firing on all cylinders. We just saw them – win in Tampa and then they won close against San Francisco. Now they're in this game and they appear to be healthy for the most part. Odell's playing well, still have Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, Von Miller coming off the edge. For that reason, I'm going to go with my guy, Matt Stafford here. I think the Rams have it. I think it's going to be a very close entertaining game though. I can't wait to watch this. I'll be happy for either team. Both of these quarterbacks are extremely likable and I love them both. So I'm going to be happy. Whatever happens in this game, I just hope both quarterbacks have a good game. It's just a fun game for all of the country and the world to watch. But I think the Rams in the end will get close. I'm not going to lie to you. I almost thought that you were about to say I both or I hope both quarterbacks go out and just have a fun time. 
Well, yeah, I hope that too. I mean, I hope they have a fun time. It'd be fun for all of us <laughs> that happens. Um, <laughs> honestly, like my brain says the Rams, like this is everything that they've should be like they've been building for this moment they've been built for this moment like how it's hard to go bet against the rams but also shooting from the hip fuck man the Bengals have been playing out of their minds like yeah matthew smack dropped four and a half million on him no, it's just his hedge bet though, because he's giving out free mattresses to everybody who shout out to buys that Houston the Bengals win. Houston legend. Um, fuck it, I gotta go with the sexiest man alive, Joe Burrow. All right, that makes sense. So you guys are split down the middle. So as far yeah. as the podcast is concerned, my vote decides what the podcast is officially saying. Well, on the podcast one hand, is going hmm. the Rams. On one hand. You have my freezing cold take of the Bengals not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you have Odell Beckham playing at a high quality level. Some would argue playing somewhat elite in the playoffs. This has never been a harder decision in my entire life because at some point I have to admit I am wrong. So I hope both teams have fun. <laughs> no, I'm up in all seriousness. Um, I need the Rams to win this one. I'll swallow the Odell pill. I'm not. I can't. I can't take this. If the Bengals win the fucking Super Bowl. The I'm mortal sure. lock. They're gonna lose out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up winning out. I didn't say. I didn't say lose out. I said that we're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, you said they weren't gonna win another game. Mortal yeah. lock in it. So, someone go back and listen, and then yeah, I, I agree with Christian. You definitely said <laughs> they will not win another game. <laughs> Damn, God. Fucking Lamar Jackson to be hurt. <laughs> but no, I, I'm going Los Angeles Rams. I think the Rams are built for this. I think Cooper Cup is, I'm a truther of Cooper Cup, the first, the original. Um, I think he's just, the Stafford Cup connection, I think is better than the Chase um, Burrow connection right now because they have breakfast together and they have like porridge <laughs> together, like old men. Um, so I'm going, I'm going to Rams here. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were yeah. that gritty back in LSU. Um, I'm just saying that who had better stats, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow or Stafford and Cup? Cup had his historic season. Yeah. Because he had breakfast with Stafford every morning. Don't overestimate the power of mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts. Yeah, question okay. for everybody though: Do you actually microwave your pop tarts or put them in a toaster? Who the fuck microwaves what? this? Fuck! What? That's what it says on the the box that you're supposed to heat them up. I personally don't do it. I think you just got to eat them straight out of the bag. They're a toaster but... pastry. You put them in the toaster. Do you actually put yeah. them in the toaster? You just eat yes! them straight out of the bag. I put my pop tarts in the toaster, then you break okay. them in half. That was my question. And then you eat them. Yeah, no, that's the only proper way to eat Pop-Tarts. You don't just eat them straight up? No. I mean, like, sometimes I do if I don't feel, if I'm real lazy. But... What am I, poor? I think the only one you should heat up is the hot fudge sundae one. The, the ice cream one is the one you heat up? That's when you're supposed to freeze. No, the what one is, like what the... is life right now? 
Christian, like, your food takes are freezing cold. They're almost as bad as Ryan's Bengals take. Hot fudge Sunday. Hot. It's in the name, Ryan. So, oh yeah, got both of you guys. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure if you look on the box, a hot fudge bun, bun, a hot fudge Sunday pop tart, it tells you to freeze it. I'm pretty confident it tells you to freeze it because <laughs> I right. watched those commercials on Nickelodeon when I was a fat little 13 year old, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that looks good." It's like ice cream and a pop tart. I like both of those things, and I bought them and I froze them and I ate them and they're delicious. Yeah, this is a pro tip though: freeze your thin mints for yeah. oh, Girl yeah. Scouts. Girl Scout cookie I mean, season. If you don't already know that, then yeah. no one can help you. Yeah, no. So let's get into more of a little bit of a breakdown. Let's break down the Bengals first, kind of talk about them, then we'll talk about the Rams. So the big story coming out this past couple of days is Joe Burrow basically told all youths, stay off social media, just grind away like you're doing it. He doesn't want no nicknames. He doesn't want the spotlight. He's like, I'm here to win a Super Bowl. Who does that remind you of? Maybe the GOAT? Like uh, it's it's like Tom Brady on the Patriots esque is kind of what Joe Burrow is yeah. right now. Absolutely, oh. uh, definitely doubted. I mean, he was walk on at Ohio State, had to transfer to LSU. Nobody expected him to do really anything of significance, and he goes and wins the Heisman and the national championship, and has arguably the greatest season in college football history. Um, from a quarterback standpoint and really from any offensive production standpoint. And he's been pretty much money ever since. His knee obviously wasn't money last in his rookie year. Okay, that that was not his fault. That was the fact that his line can't block. Yeah. His lineman threw the guy into his knee. Yeah. Basically, outside of that, he's been money. And that I agree, it wasn't his fault either. I mean, obviously, he's not going to go out there and just try to get a knee injury. You know. Well, uh, it also didn't. It also didn't help that he was playing on the uh, Washington Commandos, the Commies <clears throat> Commanders. My bad, the Commies uh, field. And, That's a cursed field. Uh, yeah, yeah, that field is literally there just to take quarterbacks' lives. Dropping sewage on fans too. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you said that Joe Burrow was money and I'd make the argument that yeah. Joe Burrow has been money but someone that's been even more money is Money Mac the kicker for the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals how much of their success I, I've, I've kind of alluded to this before how much of their success I mean he's made big kick after big kick should he get two Super Bowl rings like one for each leg or like one for maybe five one for each toe because he's been an incredible kicker this postseason. He's been clutch. I mean, he's not the first clutch kicker we've ever seen. He definitely has probably the best personality we've seen out of the clutch kickers. I mean, like when he's playing Tennessee and they ask him to go out there to kick, what was it, the 50-something yarder and to win the game. And he's like, congrats, we're going to the AFC Championship before he even runs out there. All-time, all-time line. He's like, oh, we got this in the bag. You know, he so he, he's clearly important. They clearly have the utmost trust in him, and he has the utmost trust and confidence in himself. So if it does come down to a field goal situation for Cincinnati to win the game, then yeah, just turn the TVs off. It's already time to go home. Yeah, no, he's definitely like 
a poster boy of why you should use a later round pick to draft a kicker. But no. I mean, drafting a kicker doesn't always work out, though. We saw Tampa draft Aguayo back yeah, well, in the second round. Yeah, second round, and he ended up being one of the probably the biggest special teams bust of all time. Yeah, well, I'm not saying use a second round pick on a kicker. I'm just saying use like a later round pick on a kicker. <laughs> there's a difference, okay? Yeah, I do think kickers kind of has been disrespected recently, and you're, there's this idea you can just grab some like yeah. soccer player off the streets, but it's I think it's becoming clear that every position in the NFL like is important. And most teams ignore special teams, AKA cough, 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 the Packers. And then it bites you in the ass. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like the Packers have ignored special teams for so long, but yeah, no, I, I mean, in the playoffs, every phase of the game is exacerbated and what you do poorly Mm -hmm. is shown to the league. Like, in big bold letters so it was only a matter of time yep. before the Packers special teams blew up in their face so speaking of doing something poorly um, people would argue that the Cincinnati Bengals have the worst line one of the worst lines in the NFL Joe Burrow has come out and said hey I have complete faith in my guys they're going to be great for me is he lying through his teeth like is he just trying to rah-rah the troops like it, this is Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd uh, they're go and who's who's the third guy? Uh, Von, Von Miller. Von Miller. <laughs> so that, with that front right there, does Joe Burrow really have faith in his line, or is this is more of being a strong commander? I mean, if Joe Burrow didn't have faith, at least in himself, that he could overcome it, then he wouldn't be playing in this game. So I think he believes in their offense as a whole. I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> he thinks his offensive line is the best in the league, or can hold up great against these guys, but I think he believes his offense as a whole can hold up. And if he didn't believe that, then he wouldn't be in this game. He wouldn't be Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. So I think his confidence is fine. Um, Every offensive line in the NFL is going to struggle against this Rams front, and they have all year. It's why the Rams are playing in this game because these guys just wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. You have – two hall of famers coming after you and they can still clearly play at that hall of fame level. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tall ask for that offensive line to try to keep bro upright and healthy in this game. That's tall ask for any offensive line. Um, what is it? He got sacked nine times against Tennessee. Yeah. Nine times. Yeah. It's only once against Kansas city though. And he got down early, and we're dropping back passing. And Kansas City's got no joke of a pass rush either. With Frank Clark and Chris Jones coming after you. If the over-under for the amount of sacks that the Rams were to get were set at five and a half, I would be – Exactly. That's high. I would be hammering that over. Really? Hammering that over. I mean, uh, like, I think I'd take yeah. the under on that. I'd take the under as well. I think sacks are a combination. There's some sacks that are just straight up just the line's fault. There's other sacks that are just the quarterback holds on yeah. the ball too long. And Joe Burrow under pressure has been sensational. The way he moves in the pocket's great. He gets the ball out of his hands pretty quick. So, I mean, I could see maybe three, four sacks, but over five and a half, I, that's too high for me. 
Now, if they get down early and stay down and they're just passing the ball every play and their run game's not even a part of it, then there's probably going to be more there. But I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Yeah. What I hope happens is uh, Taylor calls a better game than he did in Kansas City because even in the second half, you could clearly see what was going to happen. Run for one to no yards on first down. Second down pass for two to three yards, third down conversion. And just wash, rinse, repeat the entire second half for the it Bengals. Worked. Yeah. It worked. I mean, that's more on Kansas City. So are, you, are you not a Zach Taylor fan? Zach, I mean, I can't hate Zach Taylor. Like, they exceeded every expectation that the team had for them. Big time. I think we're going to see a lot of screen passes. Yeah, so I guess one question I kind of have. I agree. One question I have is that has the Zach Taylor experience bought time for future head coaches? Because he was pretty – This is what, his second year, right? That's third year. His third year, right? I think it's his second. I I feel like it's third. We can look it up later. But, I mean, I've – he was pretty piss poor his first season. People were first one, two seasons, whatever it is, where people were asking, saying, hey, just go out and replace him. And here it is year two or three, whatever year it is, where he's taking the team to a Super Bowl. With NFL coach turnover being so high right now, has something like this maybe bought time for a coach who's on the crust? Like, they just got rid of Brian Flores, who was a successful NFL coach, you could argue. Like what's what's is this going to change the opinion of some people? Maybe get some more time, more leash, or are people are still going to throw away coaches like Kleenexes. So I think more than anything, this shows if you found your quarterback, then you definitely deserve time. That's what this shows. Yeah, definitely. This was his third year, so you were right about something, Ryan. So hey, more to luck in his third year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on the team, right? Because these owners are big-time billionaires, and patience is not something that most of them are known for. They they want results, and they want them now. Right. And we see a lot of teams moving off fast, and we also see teams like the Steelers, right, who have had three head coaches in the last 75 years. And the third one is still coaching the team. Oh, you mean the average Mike Tomlin? Well above average Mike Tomlin. But they give I'll those I'll guys admit that one, I'll admit that one that was wrong. Yeah, I'll admit that one was yeah. wrong. I'll admit that one. And we also see teams like the Cowboys also tend to hold on to their head coaches pretty long, too. At least that's what Jerry – well, if the guy's a yes man, then Jerry will hold on to him. If he actually butts heads with Jerry, then he's gone right away. So – <laughs> Mm, mm, uh, T Pain's back. Mm, mm, mm. EDM. Do, do, boom, boom, boom. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I hate you guys so much. But well, what, no, is it la- what is the last scene? I mean, Timmy's stuck in the well. So with, with Jerry, like he literally fired a Hall of Fame coach just because he, he didn't agree with yeah. what Jerry wanted to do, but he kept around uh, Sir Clapslot yeah. on the sideline for ten years just because he 
he liked him. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's there's a lot more to it than just wins and losses uh, in the NFL. And a lot of it has to do with the relationship with your boss and everything. I mean, whether or not you accept yeah. um, taking $100,000 for uh, actually losing games. Yeah, exactly. So the whole Brian crazy. Flores thing was a, there's a lot more to it than just just he they felt like he wasn't winning enough i think they felt like he was winning too much is what it's starting to look like oh dude if that's found to be proven as yeah, true like bad. the entire fabric of the nfl will be yep. under fire especially now that gambling's a thing yep. oh. yeah that's i'm not in that <laughs> yeah yeah yep 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 so you had successful brian flores the whole gambling situation um he had tons of success. Another coach that's been having a lot of success, let's say the very least, is Sean McVay. And if I remember correctly, Zach Taylor is actually what a prodigy. He's off the tree of Sean McVay. Is that correct? That is correct. That is he, correct. he was like the quarterback's coach for quarterback. Sean McVay. So and this is kind of a, not, I would say Belichick disciple level, but this is kind of a, it's in the family. It's a family football game. Like this is a family. This is, this is a family. Ugh. So let's break down the Rams. So one thing I've been asking for a while now, and I think we may have already covered this. So be, you can go ahead and tell me like, Ryan, you're down. We've already covered this. How confident are we that other teams are going to follow the Rams model? Like let's say Sunday, Sunday comes Matthew Stafford's hoisting that super hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Are other NFL GMs who are serious about winning calling up and being like, Hey, I got draft picks the next four years. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me, you know, all, all these big stars. Give me Calvin Ridley. Like give me these big players. Like, is that going to end up happening? hundred percent. Um, It depends on what situation you're in. I mean, for the Bengals, I mean, we'll, we'll just go ahead and take the Bengals. For example, they have the largest cap room going into next year or they have the most cap space. Um, however, they also have the cheapest owner. He's not going to spend the money. Yep. They're gonna have to pay some guys to go on the Super Bowl run. Some guys are outplaying their contracts, meaning they're about to get big paydays. I could see exactly. Jamar Chase getting a big, a big payday. Like I'd say he's already underpaid. <laughs> well, what is he's it? He's going to have to wait a little bit since he's yeah, a rookie he's deal. Eligible. He's not eligible for extension yeah. for another three years. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how your rookie contracts work, Ryan. Come on. I, um, I don't know shit. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, it, it really depends on what situation you find yourself in as far as cap room and players you have. Um, uh, also, knowing when your window is closed and trying not to prolong it, because if you try and prolong it, you end up where the Seahawks are currently at, which is nowhere um yeah. but as i mean christian you had a thought yeah definitely um i think win or loss there are going to be multiple teams copying the ram strategy of just give all your picks away and young assets and just go for it these head coaching jobs and these general manager jobs are not very secure. And if you don't produce these billionaire owners, they're going to move off of you quick. 
and you need to produce and you need to win. I think I look at a team like Arizona, for example, who is coming off back-to-back disappointing ends to their season. I could totally see them just mortgaging their whole future to get a few stars in, Uh, whether it's the O-line, the D-line, secondary, whatever it might be. Uh, There are other teams who might be – a quarterback short, maybe even Tampa, who just had Brady retire. We can see them join the Rodgers sweepstakes or the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Uh, you look at teams like that. You look at teams like the New York Giants. I think they're going to be in the sweepstakes for one of these quarterbacks, especially Russell Wilson. Um, team like Cleveland as well. So I think, yeah. NFL is a complete copycat league. Everybody's been trying to copy the Patriots for years. Um, we see real, how that works out well for the Texans. Real, real quick, you said even Cleveland, like Cleveland could needs a quarterback up, upgrade. Is that what you said? I'm saying their GM and coach might get desperate enough to do it. Because um, they don't have the greatest quarterback to ever walk this earth, Kyler Murray. Are you talking about the Cardinals? Not, yeah. Or not the, we're talking about the Browns. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, um, I know, but I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying just the quarterback more. position. I'm saying like other skill positions. Oh, by the or way, or um, O line, D line. I I want to ask y'all this. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all seen, uh, but Kyler Murray has scrubbed all yeah. Cardinals yep. content from his social media. This comes now that he is eligible for extension. Yeah, all that like, is he's uh, just trying to get a bigger payday. He's just threatening the baseball thing or threatening to trade so they pay him long term. That's all it is. I'd almost argue trade his ass. Like he's not worth it. Ooh. That's a debate. Yeah, for another day. But put it that my little yeah. write that down. Mental yeah. note, tack that up there. Maybe have someone else have a horrible take for once, not just me. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I will. I'll, I'll be willing to go on that hill. But yeah, no, the NFL. It's always been a copycat league. Everybody tries to copy who's on top because it's proven that it's worked uh, until somebody comes with a new strategy that we could have never foreseen before, like the New England Patriots did in the early two thousands. So. Yeah, I think absolutely. Regardless whether the Rams win or lose this game, this strategy is absolutely going to be copied. Okay. And my next question was going to be who you think should do it. And, of course, Arizona Cardinals makes sense. We listed some teams that ultimately probably should just kind of put their chips in and finally, you know, goes balls to the wall. I mean, the Cardinals are a team that perplex me because I feel like they should always be better than they actually are, but that they find some way. Cliff. Yeah, sorry. it's Cliff. pretty obvious. Kingsbury. Um, for all you we knew about that for a long time. Um, one other subject that's come out recently that I want to kind of talk about, who do you think is more the team leader of the Rams? Do you think it's the traditional quarterback and Matt Stafford, or do you think it's more Aaron Darnold? Like, do, who do you think's more? Apparently, Darnold's getting more vocal. He's become a lot more leader-esque this past, this past playoffs, and it's really made a difference to the, the defense itself. Like, do you think this is like an offense-defense leadership, or do you think there's like one guy they look to? Uh, I think it might be more of an offense defense. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's necessarily one guy. Um, I mean, like you could make the argument Jalen is a vocal leader. Um, 
I mean, obviously you got Stafford there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Bobby Trees, maybe Cooper Cup, maybe Whitworth. Yeah, Whitworth I, is the guy I would mention. Uh, other than that, like I really wouldn't have any other person that comes off the top of my head. Granted, noted Rams fans, the three of us. Yeah, so. that's mm. just for sure. Like we're, I don't know, we yeah. got a the Stafford fan. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Stafford, <laughs> obviously, you've been in a quarterback and a successful quarterback in this league for that long of a time. You're going to have some level of leadership skills to go along with it. Um, I mean, everybody has a different leadership style. Aaron Donald has obviously been looked at as more of a quiet guy, and we obviously saw him getting onto the team on the sidelines. I mean, this Rams team, they clearly want to win. They want to win bad. I don't think him getting vocal necessarily – means they're all of a sudden going to become a new team and just win overnight. You know, I think there's a lot more to it than that. And these guys are with each other all the time. So there are some guys who might not be vocal leaders, but they're leaders by example. They might be getting extra reps in the weight room, you know, just working their ass off, doing whatever it takes to get better and to be better for the team. So there's more to it or just trusting a guy's ability, you know, like Cooper cup, just trusting that he's going to go out there and perform. That's a level of leadership, you know? So I don't think it has to be the rah, rah and get everybody fired up. Also Cooper cup speaking football calculus. Yeah. Just in general, Cooper cup has become a a fan favorite of the podcast for a long time. It's been great. I love him. Love him Mm -hmm. so much. I love so, him to death. So are there – we've already done our Super Bowl pick them with, of course, this podcast going Rams heavy. Um, are there any last breakdowns, ideas, tactics do you guys think are going to happen this Sunday? Do you have any opinions on the halftime show? Like any more Super Bowl thoughts before we start wrapping things up? Uh, uh, if I actually pay full attention to the halftime show, I would be shocked. Um, that's not <laughs> just a diss on the halftime act, the LA special. Yeah, I'm excited but, for it, man. I mean, honestly, like, I haven't been real necessarily like looking forward to Super Bowl halftime act in quite some time. I can't honestly remember the last time I was super pumped for Super Bowl halftime act. Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, to be fair. And Katy Perry's, it was left and right shark who stole that show. Uh, Let's 100%. be real. Um, Lady Gaga's show in Houston <laughs> for the Atlanta, uh, New England Super Bowl. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. Phenomenal. She inspired uh, the Patriots to come back. You can't convince me otherwise. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. You're not wrong. Yeah. Just but dance, baby. Just dance. Um, but other than that, like, I really couldn't care less about the, the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, I just, I really just want to see how this game turns out. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I haven't seen any funny videos of people like trying to time the national anthem outside of the stadium <laughs> like they were doing in Tampa last year. <laughs> yeah, for the how long the national anthem will be bet, which is so funny. It's like this guy's a genius, but. Oh, what is it? I'm um, in the sound checks. Um, what is it? There's a bet for opening kickoff to not be a touchback, and that hits like 95% of the time. Take that. Ooh, fun little gambling yeah. fact there. Yeah, interesting. 
But yeah, it should be an exciting game. I expect to see a lot of screen passes from the Bengals to try to neutralize this pass rush, try to keep them from going balls to the wall at the quarterback. I expect a lot of play action from the Rams. Yeah, um, hopefully Samantha P. Ryan learns what direction to go on screen passes. Yeah, that might help. Um, yeah, that might help. But I think Mixon knows what he's doing, and I, I think he's going to have a good game. Agreed. No. Yeah, agreed. I uh, have a good game, but I still think the Rams are going to win. Just fuck the Bengals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have one last question before we leave our listeners for the day. It's a question that I put in someone precisely for a certain someone on this podcast, and then I actually put decent quarterbacks on the rest. <laughs> so the question of the day is, which, which rookie QB are you taking to build your franchise? After this year's happened, so year one already happened, You've had their stats. Who are you moving forward with? Fields, Lawrence, Mills, Jones, or Wilson? Do it, Andrew. Yeah, Do it, go Styers. for it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, uh, <laughs> Christian, let's hear your answer. I'm still formulating mine. Okay. Now you got to go first. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can- um he was top in his high school draft yeah i I, what top in his high school class i mean i wasn't using that to justify why general mills was the better why he was better than mac yeah it's not a texans Um, fans guys remember that he's a bills fan i mean wouldn't that make more sense why i'm trying to downplay how good mac is uh, or isn't. Um, I mean, honestly, like I would probably go Justin Fields out of the five, or yeah, out of that group. I mean, Justin Fields is raw. Oh, by the way, you're missing Trey Lance. He didn't start. Yeah, he didn't play. These are only starting quarterbacks. Um, but honestly, I'd probably take Justin Fields. Like he's raw, but you definitely saw the flashes from him. Uh, just hope that he can get like a halfway decent O line and someone who actually knows how to call an offense, not the budget magician Matt Nagy. Um, but yeah, no, I I would take Justin Fields. Interesting. Um, I look at these five names and I'm going to eliminate some real quick. So you go Fields, Lawrence, Mills, Jones, and Wilson. Going to take General Mills out of there right away. Rude. Um, he's, he's a tank commander at best. Uh, that, that's all he is. He's, he's, yeah, he had some moments, but he, he's a career backup. Zach Wilson. Yeah, a lot of this isn't his fault. He just ended up on the Jets, but the kid just isn't it. Trevor Lawrence, I was never a believer in him from the start. Um, I said before the draft, there are two quarterbacks that I would take, and I said that was Justin Fields and Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones had the best rookie season out of all these guys. Oh, out of all these guys, and, I thought you meant in yeah, the NFL. My no, bad. No, that goes to Mr. Parsons. But 
Yeah, Mac Jones had the best quarterback rookie season out of all of them. His team made the playoffs. He's very successful, showed a lot of poise, did a lot of things right. Obviously, it wasn't super exciting. Nothing really jumped out of the stat sheet, but he also didn't make a lot of mistakes either. So I think Mac Jones is a great quarterback going forward. He's a franchise quarterback, but my favorite out of these, I'm going to have to agree with these stars. I'm going Justin Fields. That's the guy I'd take going forward. Um, he's my guy. He's his athleticism, his playmaking. I think it's there. Um, we'll see if the bears can do anything around him. I really hope they can. They're definitely the kind of team that won't do it, but I'm hoping <laughs> yeah, they can make a change. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like Justin Fields a lot. He was my favorite quarterback going into last year's draft, and he's still my favorite quarterback out of that class right now. Okay, Ryan, who who do you? Feel? Maybe I just haven't watched enough Bears games, and that's not a surprise. I watched. I mean, I watched some Fields highlights, which were usually horrible. They're usually defensive highlights. Um, but I mean, I I don't like Lawrence. General Mills. I, I was not going to repeat what Christian said. So it comes down to Fields and Jones for me. Because, and I think I'd rather have Mac Jones. That's fair. I do. I do. I think that he's already shown that he can get the job done. Now, was he like the guy? No, but he's a rookie. He's not asked to be the guy. He's asked to come in, do what he has to do so his team can win. And he did that. He did that week in, week out. He had some games where he could have been better, but I mean, he knows that and he's going through it. He's a rookie having some mistakes. Now, was he on a better situation than Justin Fields? Exponentially. Mac Jones had a much better situation than, than Justin mm-hmm. Fields. I'd make the argument you put Justin Fields in the Patriots offense and maybe Justin Fields is like outperforms Mac Jones, but it comes down to if I'm building, like taking a quarterback right now and placing them in somewhere and building around them, I think I can build around Mac Jones a lot more effectively than the potential of Justin Fields. Justin Fields potential is higher yeah. than Mac Jones, but I'm not going for potential. I want, a, I want a known commodity. Yeah, see, going into the draft last year, almost every expert was saying that Mac Jones is the most NFL ready out of all those guys, and that was pretty obvious. And he's the fifth-year senior, right, at a program like Bama. And he played well. He had the most experience. He's clearly got an accurate arm. He just knows what he's doing. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Fields is obviously a more raw prospect, better athlete, has the higher upside, and has shown flashes of – being great and there are also some flashes that were pretty bad but he was also put in a terrible situation too yeah where he's I, running for his life and just just couldn't do anything good and his whole front office and coach got fired which does not bode well for a young quarterback obviously to have that kind of turnover but i believe in his long-term potential more and i think mac jones could potentially be a very good quarterback too similar to what we saw Brady being a game manager early on and then kind of morphing into that elite top quarterback in the game kind of thing. So it is possible. Obviously, he'll never be Brady. Nobody will ever be Brady. Brady's one of one. But I think he can morph into something more than just a game manager. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm going for is that I, he shows he, he plays within himself, and that's what you kind of need a rookie quarterback to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um I, I'd like to see what uh, the Patriot offense becomes next year with whoever they, they decide to mm. hire. Once they um, get Calvin Ridley, you mean? Once they trade away their first-round pick for Calvin Ridley, which is going to happen. It's going to happen. 
I'm like manifesting that. I'm like manifesting. Bama to Bama connection right there. Be great. It opened the offense. Honestly, that would be a Bill Belichick move. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. He likes the Bama guys. I mean, him and Saban are pretty much best friends. So. Well, it's not that. It's a guy who had to take a step away for whatever reason, but uh, like, well, <laughs> league is kind of writing off. So he'll, he'll take home for cheap. And yeah. then, I mean, are, is it almost a done deal that uh, Bob, Bill O'Brien, comes back to the Patriots as their, their OC? I could see that. See, yeah, I saw he... his name listed somewhere in like a news release. Maybe that he's just interviewing for a job or something. I don't know. I remember seeing his name in a tweet, though. I mean, it would make too much sense for him to come back, right? Yeah, I, I think it'd be very likely. I mean, he's one of the Patriots copycat guys, which is why the Texans hired him in the first place, so. Yeah, so I was already yeah. talks about Bill O'Brien returning. So you're, yeah, you're right, you're right. yeah, there's lots of stories there. Right on point there. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to be my closing thought: is that Bill O'Brien will be hired by the Patriots to complete the Alabama way in New England. It'd be great for Mac Jones. I don't think he played under Bill. Oh, still, only... still that bam, that Bama Bama blood, that Bama blood. Okay, got me there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they definitely know each other at least. Yeah, but no. So I guess we'll start signing off. So you want to lead the way, Andrew? Um, my closing thought is just that Jesus Christ, that, that sexy son of a bitch, Joe <laughs> Burrow, and then um, tech basketball. God damn it, I'm. Now that uh, we're in the month of February, I will be uh, listening official predictions. This team is so goddamn dangerous. Yep. I'm so excited for March in tournament time. Oh my God. I am so ready to be absolutely heartbroken in March. Mm. It's going to destroy me and I am so ready. Yeah, I think we're ready to, to win. Oh, without a doubt. So, um, I guess my closing argument, closing thought is that Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback, and when he gets Calvin Ridley, his game's going to open up. So stay cold and stay bold, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, tomorrow, Wednesday, the season finale for the Book of Boba. Oh, already? So, yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian yeah. season three is already over? Damn. Hey, I don't care oh. who the star of the show is. What we're getting is good. So okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so I will, I'll save my thoughts on uh, Book of Boba because we've yeah. been meaning to do a review yeah. on this. And I'll say I, that it'll, it'll be discussed. We'll wait for the season to end and then we'll have almost a whole episode, at least a big segment to talk about it on here. I have but, thoughts on why yeah. these episodes have been so good and yeah. just the overall outline t- yeah. towards it. Definitely. But I'm very excited for that tomorrow. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good week. Super Bowl on Sunday. Tech basketball is rolling. There's lots to be excited about right now in the world of sports and beyond. We will see you soon, bold ones. Stay frosty. Stay cold and stay bold. Deuces. 
You never take 